16th of December 2018, Sunday, 1.31pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome back to your weekly dose of weirdness. Today we got a gang of shit. I'm just going to dive straight into more ghost marriage. More ghost... Hey, you know, it's the silly season and ghost marriage is in the air. Uh, an Irish Jack Sparrow impersonator who married a ghost of a pirate has revealed she split with her 300-year-old hubby. Earlier this year, Amanda Sparrow Large, 46, said she found her soulmate in a Haitian pirate from the 1700s who was executed for thieving on the high seas. Okay, sounds legitimate so far. Ain't nothing weird about that. The loved-up couple were legally married by a shaman priest in a boat off the Irish coast in international waters. Was it legal, though? What part of that paragraph or that sentence sounded like it was above board to you? Legally married to a ghost by a shaman priest in international waters. You know, pretty common, pretty common wedding. You know, you go to most wedding sites and that's a pretty standard package. You know, off the coast in international waters married by a shaman priest. No big deal. That's, hey, new market. New market's booming. Ghost marriage. Fuck. <laughs> no, I love, I love that there's, what does the shaman priest tell people that he does for a living, actually? Because you know how some people are like, I'm a marriage celebrant, but it's usually like a part-time thing, like, because there's, they're, you know, they're doing it on like weekends or whatever. I'm a florist and also a part-time celebrant on the weekends. <laughs> I'm a shaman priest, do the majority of my work in international waters. Lots of summonings, lots of... Well, that's how he could diversify, actually. He doesn't have to just do weddings. He can do, you know, summonings. He can do rituals, probably some shamanic priest healing. There's probably a lot of business in that. I mean, I didn't think that there was going to be such a big... Like a market around ghost weddings, but apparently they are. Um, now the mum from Louth has revealed the unlikely union is over. Posting on social media, she said, so I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. I will explain all in due course, but for now, all I want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to, it's not something to mess with. <sighs> okay. I wonder what happened there. Cause she really didn't. She said she would explain in due course, but didn't. It's not something to mess with. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean superfan Amanda shelled out 6,000 pounds, changing her name and look, and worked for a time as a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Amanda made headlines around the world after meeting her ghost Jack in 2014, who she said appeared beside her when she laid in bed. She said he looked like the Pirates of the Caribbean character, adding he is dark skinned and has jet black hair. So he tells me. So he tells me. So you don't know for sure. She's never seen him then. Not once ever laid eyes on him. Someone get someone call MTV and get Neve Campbell on the case. Is that his name? Neve from Catfished. This like this lady's getting ghost fished. This is a classic ghost fishing. This is what they do. Okay, look. I've seen enough. I've seen enough horror movies. I've seen enough paranormal activities. Okay. The 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 Tobies from from paranormal activity. They make the kids think, you know, we're 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 buds, we're homies, we're just chilling, you know, we're playing tea party or whatever, and it just it turns out later they're a demon, not even a ghost. This is a ghost fishing. She's being ghost fished. 
I told him I wasn't really cool with having casual sex with a spirit and I wanted us to make a proper commitment to each other. That's understandable. I am... I'll tell you this. I am sick to death of these fucking ghost girls looking for casual hookups on ghost Tinder. You know, some of us, some of us around here, you know, it's not all about just a casual ghost hookup. Okay. Some of us are out here looking for long-term serious ghost spouses. You know, for some of us, the goal is ghost house in the suburbs with a ghost picket fence. Jesus, I'm so sick of these fucking... Oh, it's about meeting people and, like, uh, making new friends. It's just about fucking ghosts. I'm so sick of it. I wanted a big traditional wedding with a white dress. It was very important to me. Amanda, who thinks her job is is what had brought Jack to her, has never seen her husband in physical form, but she imagines he is similar to Captain Jack in Pirates of the Caribbean. I think he's, like, scoped her out. He's seen what she's into, and he's just played right into her fantasy. He's probably like some 400 pound, you know, fugly ex-mortician and, you know, he's playing up the whole seven. Oh yeah, no. She should ask him some shit very specifically about being a Haitian pirate in the 1700s and just see see what he comes out with. What sword did you have? Oh, big one. (laughs) Just a uh, cut cutlass. Fuck. Is that what they are? The romance began one night in 2014 when laying in bed, she felt the energy of a spirit next to her. When she realized he could communicate with her, she became more interested. How did he do that? Was he talking or just... Is someone there? Bang twice if you're a 1700s Haitian pirate spirit. That's how you know. That's how most communication's done. Or, or you've got one of those EVP machines, which just, it beeps <laughs> when you, you just ask a ghost. Have you ever seen those ghost hunting shows? Fuck, I used to love those. And then they did that one that was live. The ghost hunters, I think it was like Ghost Hunters International or something. It was these three just like bro as fuck dudes who were out, you know, on the hunt for ghosts. And they did this live, this big live thing where people could like tune into the cameras and like, you know, text in and email like timestamps and I saw a thing at this time on this on this camera, blah blah blah. And then the fucking one of the ghost hunters, not one of the bros, one of the other fucking ghost hunters that they got in, a guest ghost hunter, fucking is like, oh, the, the ghost snatched it out of my hand, and like there were nine cameras on him. We watched him throw it. Oh, two things that really grind my fucking gears. Ghost girls looking for casual hookups and fucking ghost liars. Their relationship developed as he'd sit with her when she was watching TV or driving. Amanda's feelings for Jack grew as they got to know each other more and more. And then one day he told her they could actually be together. Although she'd never had a spiritual boyfriend before, she did some research and realized she she wasn't the only one having a relationship with a spirit. Amanda had been married before and has five children with her ex-husband, but now she feels her connection with her new husband is very strong. How do you tell your friends that, like... <laughs> I fucking hate my... Hey, uh, Michael, are you coming to the arcade with us tonight? No. My fucking stepdad won't drop me off. 
Fucking ghost stepdad piece of shit. Deadbeat ghost stepdad piece of shit. Can't even, can't drive, can't do nothing. Dad, can you, dad, can you drive me to, to, what's an arcade called in Australia? Fuck. Hey dad, can you drive me to time zone tonight? Fuck, come on. Dad, one tap for yes, two taps for no. You're taking me to time zone. <laughs> fucking, fucking deadbeat ghost dad. A sex hotel has today been blasted. Horrendous and disgusting for its Nazi-themed room complete with murals of Adolf Hitler. The communist room is one of the largest at Villa Love Hotel near Bangkok, Thailand, and is said to be extremely popular with swingers and randy groups looking for sordid orgies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but rabbis and Jewish communities in the area blasted the room and urged authorities to intervene. Despite the fact that Hitler wasn't communist, as the name of the room suggests, two giant images of the fascist German leader hang above the king-sized bed with a giant swastika painted behind a TV playing hardcore Japanese porn. <laughs> the Russian communist hammer and sickle have been mounted on another wall. Ephraim Zurov from the Simon Wiesenthal Center, a leading international campaign group based in Los Angeles, said, This is truly awful. It's horrendous. Absolutely disgusting. It shows a complete lack of knowledge and education about Hitler, the harm he caused, and the horrifying crimes that he committed in World War II. A furious Jewish tourist who wished to remain anonymous said, A friend told me about the room and I thought it was very offensive. Not just to Jewish people, but to every decent human being. I can't even begin to imagine why somebody would decorate it like this. Prices at the room start at just 410 baht, which is $17.75 for two people for three hours. Each additional hour is $6.50 and each extra guest is $4.30. Each room has a drive-in carport, which can be covered with a curtain. So guests never have to be seen publicly when they visit the sex hotel. The pictures for this will be on slopfestpod.com. It's crazy. You can just like drive in, you pull the curtain across, no one has to see you do your dirty Nazi fuckroom business. Uh, the hotel, which is open 24 hours a day, has a variety of other styled rooms such as Cowboy, Hollywood, India, Japan, Love Boat, Matrix, Spider and War. Oh, Spider and War. Just a spider themed room? What does that mean? Which has replica guns above the bed. However, the communist room is said to be one of the most special. <laughs> At what point... Okay, because obviously this is like super weird and like gross. And how do you even pitch that to someone? But... <laughs> At what point do we stop believing in free market capitalism? Look, all I'm saying is the market decides what, what they want. And this room is like mad popular with people. Are they gross for offering it or are you gross for going to it? The answer is both. <laughs> like, how would you bring that up with your partner? Well, Kate, it's my birthday on Wednesday. It, I mean, it'd have to be on a special occasion, right? It can't just be a Tuesday night that you're like, um, fuck in the Hitler room. Babe, you know, you know how horny I get for history, right? Well, there's this room available. <laughs> Like how how do you how do you transition into that? I am horny for history. I'm horny for slightly inaccurate history. 
or very inaccurate. I don't really know much about the whole World War II period. Some people are like mad into it and know everything about it. Like a, a mate of mine knows like everything about World War II. I don't know shit. You know how randy I get for history and carports and secret and secret entrances. Babe, I get randy for I'm horny for history and I'm and I'm randy for and I and I get real sexy about secret <laughs> entrances. I mean, it's just a weird, it's a weird, because you have to pitch the, someone, someone had to pitch this at their place of work and then people obviously had to discuss it and like talk about the, like, cause then it gets approved. Okay. Okay. What if we do a, a full blown Hitler room? And then someone at that, they're like, yeah, okay. Green light it. Now run me through the specifics. What's it going to have? Well, it's going to have a massive swastika on the wall. And Japanese hardcore porn is going to play right in front of it. Okay. Big mural of Hitler over here. That's another one. Are people hate nutting? Is that a thing? I am standing in front of my computer, but I don't want to Google the words hate nut. Because maybe this is a way where people are like feel like they're getting, I don't know, their own back. Or they're like getting one up on Hitler. There's a big mural of Hitler there. Maybe people are just going in there and like, Busting a nut on Hitler and being like, fuck you from beyond the grave. I'm not going to Google hate nut. Okay. Um, what else have we got? Russia. More Russia news. You're sick of it. Since 2016, all we've heard is Trump and Russia. But footage of an artificial intelligence robot that Russian state television used as an example of the country's technological prowess has been exposed as a man wearing a robot suit. There is a video. I'm going to try and link out to it. I don't know if it has like a, if I can embed it or not, but you've got to see this fucking robot dancing. It's, it doesn't even, it doesn't even look like a robot. I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with it. Um, the Rossier 24 news channel broadcast footage of what it, pre- of what it presented as Boris, the dancing, singing robot at a technology forum for school pupils. But viewers and other journalists spotted some human-like movements and other discrepancies and discovered Boris was, in fact, a human wearing a robot costume sold by a Russian company. As the machine danced on, as the machine danced on stage, a presenter said, At the forum, there's an opportunity to see state-of-the-art robots. Boris the robot has already learned to dance, and not badly at that. In the report, the robot also appeared to speak in a metallic voice as lights flashed on its face in different colours, like saying, I'm good at maths, but now I want to study art and musical composition. How did you, how did they think they were going to get away with that? Hey everyone, it's me, Boris, the groovy robot. I'm really good at calculating numbers, but I'm ditching that to get an arts degree. Images shared online from backstage at the event clearly showed a human inside a robot outfit. Oh my god. Through a gap between a bodysuit and a headpiece. So they just like duct taped this guy into it. Bloggers found the Robot Show website where the suit identical to the one and shown in the news clips can be purchased. After the clip went viral, Rossier24 broadcast an interview with the journalist who made the original report. And he, he said, and I quote, I was obviously sure everyone would realize it was a costume like Santa Claus. This was a project created for children. Duh. Fucking Russia. Caught? Caught in the act again. Trying to fake your own tech. They're out here trying to fake how good their goddamn tech is. And they're like, um, 
I hate, I fucking, I hate people. I hate people who do this shit. They catch him, you catch him in a lie, and they're like, um, yeah, I was goofing, duh, obviously. You weren't, you weren't goofing, you piece of shit. That wasn't a goof. Here they are trying to brag about how dope their dancing robots are. Hey, look how good our tech is. Our tech is so good, we're not even using it to do meaningful shit. We're spending, we're spending billions of dollars, all of our hours and all of our tech on dancing robots who say cool stuff like, fuck maths, I'm going to learn how to dance. And the people go, yeah, dog, that's, that's Jeff duct taped into a suit. And then they're like, oh, yeah, obviously, of course it's Jeff. It's a joke. God. <laughs> our other story we have here. This is one that was left over from last week, just like the, um, the, uh, Hitler fuck room one. Um, Furious Bride releases letter to sister who spoiled her wedding 10 years after the big day. It is so hot in the goddamn office right now and I'm at a standing desk and I can't have the aircon on because I have to use a more sensitive mic. It's a whole big thing. It's a whole big thing. I'm absolutely sweating my tits off in this episode. It's ridiculous. Furious Bride releases letter to sister who spoiled her wedding 10 years after the big day. Uh, basically, the backstory here is that this woman was getting married and her sister ended up getting engaged uh, during the lead up to her sister's wedding. Dear sister, it's now six and a half weeks to my wedding. I'll be spending this week putting together the invites and trying to get them off in the post. It's a very stressful time and I've had to compromise a lot of my wedding plans to suit people I don't even know. To top it all, I've spent the last two days crying over something that I shouldn't be. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy for you. I'm delighted that you found someone who makes you happy and who you wish to spend the rest of your life with. But could you not have waited another six weeks before announcing your engagement? You only get engaged and married once. And the run-up to my wedding should be a special time for me. I have the head night coming up in two weeks and forgive me for being a bit of a bridezilla, but the focus should be on me and my day, not you and not on your engagement. We're not children anymore, and life is not a competition. Therefore, I've decided to write these things down, and I will seal this letter and consider posting it after my wedding. So she sat on this for 10 years. I'm so hurt that neither you nor your fiancé thought for even one moment that the impact it would have on me and mine. It should be our time to shine and celebrate our wedding, and you have thoughtlessly taken that away. <laughs> you both will have your time in the future. I hope no one does to you what you've done to me. I've not spoken to anyone about my hurt as I would not like to take away any of your happiness, nor would I take that off mummy and daddy and the lads by letting them know and upset them or cause disagreement. Too many people have helped me so far for my day to be overshadowed. So, so dear bridesmaid, thank you for your thoughtlessness, although I'm not really surprised. Weddings are a magical time. Very selfish, self-centered, magical time. I'm not really into the whole marriage thing. The marriage seems a little anachronistic to me. Um, it just feels from a different time. It's just, you know, hey, everyone, thanks for coming today. Um, needed you all here to prove how much I love this person. Obviously, this is the only way to do it not, you know, just show them and tell them and actually love them and all the things that actually matter. What matters is that I prove it all to you, the friends and the family who for years know that we've 
been together and been in love and still are together and still are in love. And then sign a piece of paper to say, yes, we do in fact love each other. Like, it just seems weird to me that a, that a day, it feels like a day that's supposed to be about two people is about everyone else. And I don't know, it's, it's weird. No shade on anyone. Like, you know, if you are married, marriage is a wonderful thing for you, just not for, for us, you know? <laughs> Is that it sounds weird when you talk about something like this because it's something that's so socially it's it's the norm to get to get married. So whenever you say like, oh, you know, we don't, you know, that's you know, great that other people want to do it. It's just not for us. Everyone's like, why? Why don't you want to get married? Oh, surely, surely your girlfriend wants to get married. No, we don't. Lots of people don't. Ricky Gervais doesn't. He's not married to his girlfriend. It's really only, that's like the one famous person that I know who's been with their partner for like 35 years and hasn't gotten married. So it's really my one port of call. It's my one point of reference where I can be like, hey, this person hasn't and shit's panning out for them. <laughs> but I mean, she sent this, she sent this fucking letter 10 years after her wedding. Like, you know, you know that something fucked up must have happened. That this chick is like, oh, today, today is the day. She thinks my tiramisu has too much cream and not enough coffee. That's it. That bitch is getting the letter today. Oh, too much cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't really taste the coffee. Oh, that's, yeah, that sucks. Fucking bitch. This bitch is getting that goddamn letter today. Talk shit about my tiramisu. You ruined my wedding and you're going to know about it. And shut the fuck up about my tiramisu. Like, what did she do? 10 years later, she did something more, it would have had to have been more fucked up than stealing her wedding glory. It wasn't even from her wedding day. It was just leading up to it. She was like, oh yeah, we got engaged. You piece of shit. She would have been, she would have been seething. (laughs) That's so great. Oh my God. Show me the engagement ring. That's fantastic. You fucking piece of shit. You know what you've done. You fucking wedding glory thief. Wedding glory thief. Three things that we hate on this podcast. Ghost liars. Wedding glory thieves. And also... Ghosts who aren't ready to settle down. Sick of it. Just sick of all of it. What did she do though? I'm sorry. I really want to know what she did. (laughs) She's like, today's the day. (sighs) Yeah, she might have stolen my wedding wedding day glory. But to say my pavlova has too much passion fruit on it. Ooh. Ooh. And at Christmas time, this bitch going to get it. Got, uh, Got a couple of... Got a couple of misconnections to take us out here. Xmas party in Sydney. I believe your name started with an M. You came to Sydney for your work Xmas party on Saturday, the 17th of November. I wanted to chat with you more and was glad that you sat in the front seat. Okay, so obviously this person's uh, driving them. I was willing to abduct you. Okay, like your co-worker was supposed to, so you could see the sights and maybe more, but didn't get the chance to tell you as I was trying to keep my Keep my concentration on driving. If you're interested in getting if you're interested in getting to make a new friend, reply with either the name of the company or the hotel you stayed at. 
Hey, you know when I was, hey, you know, hey, complete stranger, remember when I was driving you to your work Christmas party and you were sitting in the front seat and I was driving the car and, and I was going to say to you, <laughs> I'd love to abduct you. Oh man, I was going to say, you know, when you think of the best stuff after, like after the fact, I told, I should have told her while I was driving the car that she was in and we didn't know who the fuck each other was and we're total strangers in life, I should have told her that I was willing to abduct her. Fuck. I'm so sick of thinking of great stuff afterwards. Four things we hate on this podcast. (laughs) Need some private time in the CBD today? Sydney Central Business District. Any blokes out there that need some private time in the CBD in in a nice apartment room? I'm a 42-year-old country-based Aussie guy hosting in the center of the Sydney CBD near Town Hall Station. Daytime appointments are best. Can do early evening if the right bloke comes around. You know how it's spelled. (laughs) Great for hardworking tradies or business guys or backpackers that need to quickly and safely unload their dot, dot, dot issues in privacy and discretion. Unload their issues. I I like that. The little pause before, hey, any any tradies, business guys, or backpackers need to quickly and safely unload their issues, wink, in privacy and discretion, come round, C-U-M. Yoga sessions in Sydney CBD. I'm looking for the tall Indian guy who used to run the one-to-one men's yoga sessions near Circular Key in need of a good stretch. If you're still around, drop me a line so we can reconnect. The reason I put this in here is because I was thinking, obviously this is a this is a fuck thing, as most things are on Craigslist. But I just thought, like, what if you are a guy and you're like, man, I've really been thinking about getting into yoga. Like, I've just wanted to see what it's all about. And then you're like, ah, I don't, I'm not really too good with crowds. I don't want to just go to like a, you know, a, a yoga class or don't want to jump into a Bikram yoga. I'm going to sweat my fucking tits off. So I don't want to do that. Oh, here's a guy just doing one-to-one men's yoga sessions in Circular K. Yeah, fantastic. One-to-one, good, personal, you know, don't need to, you know, not in front of a whole group of people learning something new that can be a bit nerve-wracking, all right? And then you go around there and you're actually into yoga and it's a fuck thing. How do you you navigate these waters? Do you use, like, suggestive language? Do you downward dog often? What? Oh, no, no, never mind. Nothing. Uh, it's just the name of a post. And that's how you brush it off. Man, you're really limber. Do you stretch out often? What? No, it's my first time doing yoga. And then they go, okay, this person's just here for the yoga. But if someone else is like, you, are you fairly nimble? Oh, very nimble. Stretch out quite often. Then you know. Is that how you do it? Is it a, is it a subtle language play? You know, is this business or is this business? You know what I'm saying? It's a tough line. When you're trying to fuck where you make money, it's got to be difficult. Is there a saying for that? You know, don't shit where you eat. Don't fuck where you... Don't fuck where you earn the crust. Don't bust where you crust. Found it. We found it. I'm just going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming and hanging out. If you want to see, you know, cover art 
for this and other episodes and more in-depth show notes and pictures of things that we talked about, just head over to slopfestpod.com. We're going to have images, obviously, of the fuck room. That's going to be up there. Obviously, pictures of the lady who is Jack Sparrow and is having sex with Jack Sparrow. It's a very confusing situation. Yeah, head over to slopfestpod.com. Check out the cover art, the in-depth show notes, the pictures, all that good stuff. If you want to know when new episodes go live or you want to have a bit of a bloody chat, Slopfest Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Although I was thinking, it's like, isn't it a bit weird that I have like pages for the show when it's like just me who does it? I don't know. If you want to send just me a message, which is on those pages anyway, at my pixel persona on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. You know, this one was a, a bit of a rush job, you know, sort of getting the office set up. It's like 30 fucking degrees in Brisbane today and like 90% humidity. I, and I have to have the aircon off. I'm totally sweating my nut off. But, you know, got to get an episode out. Rain, hail or shine. Podcast all the time. Okay. I should have ended on don't bust where you cross. That was way better. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Mainly just tell a friend. That's that's the that's the main way that podcasts spread. And um obviously oh will I have another episode out before Christmas? I'm pretty sure I will. Yeah, today's only the sixteenth. Yeah, I'll have another episode out next week. No holidays here on the podcast. Just entertainment every week. Don't bust where you crust. I'll see you next week. <laughs>